inside the confines of a standardized curriculum box to a teaching and learning space that is more creative? And how can you make this leap in your teaching practice in an easy and more systematic way that doesn't create more work for yourself during planning sessions? This is what I'm hoping to accomplish with Get Off the Dotted Line, a podcast that gives elementary teachers simple step-by-step tools, guidance, and advice on how to make teaching more creative without sacrificing high-quality content, instruction, skills, and amazing learning potential for your students. I'm your host, Dr. Paige Hendricks, and together we will explore different ways to simplify your planning and add a lot of creative impact that is outside the confines of standardized curriculum and the dotted lines. In today's podcast, we are going to talk about the think, pair, share teaching and learning technique. Many of you out there already know a lot about this technique and use it in your classrooms often, but today I'm going to talk briefly about this technique and mainly discuss some of the ways to enhance it so that all of your students can benefit from it being used in your classroom. So by the end of this episode, I promise you will have five enhanced tips for implementing Think, Pair, Share into your classroom with your students. And stay tuned for the Cut That Out section of this podcast, where I'll give you access to a handout so you can remember the tips we talked about and use them right away. Whether you consider yourself a creative teacher or not, or just need a spark to re-energize your classroom atmosphere tomorrow, This episode will help you confidently engage your students and create an atmosphere for high-quality content, instruction, and amazing learning potential to begin. The teaching technique of think-pair-share originated from Dr. Frank Lyman at the University of Maryland in 1981. This three-step technique describes what students should be doing before, during, and after a classroom discussion. Here are some definitions to help you out. Think means that the teacher provokes students' thinking with a question or a prompt or some type of observation about what's being read. The student should take a few moments, probably not too many minutes, just to think about the question. Pair means you use designated partners like nearby neighbors, a desk mate, or shoulder partners to have the students pair up to talk about the answer that each of them came up with. The students compare their mental or written notes and identify the answers they think are best, are the most convincing, or are the most unique to the question being asked by the teacher. Share means that after the students talk in pairs for a few moments, and again, not usually too many minutes, the teacher calls on pairs to share their thinking with the rest of the class. He or she can do this by going around in round robin, calling on each pair, take a stick out of a cup and call on one of the persons in the pair, or however you decide to take control of calling on students, so that answers are not called out, but rather discussed with the students in a more controlled fashion. 
Often the teacher or a helper will record the responses from the students on the board or on an overhead projector or on a whiteboard, a big sheet of paper, or however you decide that you'd like to make sure that the students' answers get written down and visually shown to everyone. So why use Think, Pair, Share? We know that students learn in part by being able to talk about the content in which they are reading and working with. But we do not want the discussion process to become a free-for-all or have all of our students talking together at once. Think, Pair, Share helps to structure the discussion by allowing the students to follow a prescribed process that limits off-task behavior, increases accountability, and helps to practice presentation skills. Students begin by thinking about their answer or answers to a question posed by the teacher. The students then have the ability to try out their answer or answers with a partner before reporting the information back to the rest of the class. In Think, Pair, Share, everyone has the ability and is encouraged to think, discuss, and report. Students can avoid feeling like their answer or answers are dumb or not related to the question because they have the ability to try their responses with a partner in private before taking their answers public. In my classroom, many students felt the think-pair-share process eased this unwanted anticipation as they were often in sync with their partners in answering the question and found a kindred spirit during the process. Reading Rockets has a great video of think-pair-share in action for an elementary classroom. I've included it into the show notes for this episode. But looking back on the think-pair-share teaching technique, I may have been able to enhance it even more for my students. Here are some tips for you to do just that. First, don't shorten or move too quickly through the think part of this technique. It may seem like an eternity, just those few moments, but processing the question and retrieving all the possible answers actually takes the human brain a few moments to do. So stop the impulse you have or your students have to talk right away. Allow for think time to ensure your students' answers are well thought out, appropriate, and elaborate on the question being asked. Not to mention, you may get higher quality answers from your students if you allow additional wait time for the think to take place. Second, Remind students to listen to what their partner is saying when getting to the share part of the process. My husband often reminds me that humans have two ears and one mouth and that we should use them in proportion to each other. Make students listen to their partners and also hold them accountable for their partner's response. For example, you could say, Anthony, can you tell me something about what your partner Hector said as well? Listening requires effort, attention, and time, and teachers should actively support student listening as it's often an underrated element of think-pair-share. In order to learn from each other, students have to listen to each other. Third, you as a teacher should be wandering around the classroom or group area or at least listening in as students are pairing and sharing. Teacher encouragement of student pairs may yield a higher result of sharing. Model your listening skills too and repeat back what the students are saying for clarification. This repetition also allows younger students to hear what they said 
and make adjustments if something doesn't make sense before sharing it with the entire class. Be sure to pause right before the share part so students can collect their thoughts and be prepared to share aloud. Next, offer students different ways to share. Sometimes our class discussions were around a big book, so with students already sitting on the floor, we just shared our thoughts aloud. Other times, though, my students were at their desks when the sharing happened, and they were seated. So depending upon where your students are in the classroom when the share takes place, offer alternative modes for the share. When students are seated, they could write on personal dry erase boards or draw pictures or symbols and write on the lines below with their partners. They could even create short skits to accomplish the share. Be creative and appropriate to what you are discussing and where your students can accomplish the share task effectively. This tip may also be highly effective with your ELL or your ESL students and those that are shy to sharing aloud. By offering an alternative way to share, you may be able to collect data on all of your students to ensure the knowledge being discussed is also being retained. And finally, Challenge your students to respond by also employing elaboration and challenges or alternative responses. Try asking the pairs the following questions. Is there anything else that could be added? Could you build on that answer? Does anyone want to challenge the answer, for example, by providing an alternative response? These questions really go above and beyond the regular think-pair-share by offering students the opportunity to be part of an even richer classroom discussion because you're pushing them towards more information about the topic at hand. It's super awesome. So let me review the five creative tips for think-pair-share that you can implement into your classroom right away. Tip number one. Don't shorten or move too quickly through the think part of this technique. Give your students' brains time to process what you are asking and how they will answer. Tip number two, remind students to listen to what their partner is saying when getting to the share part of the process. Remember the saying, two ears and one mouth, use them in proportion. Tip number three, Wander around the classroom or group area as students are pairing and sharing to help elicit responses, monitor progress, and praise. Tip number four. Offer students different ways to share, like dry erase boards, pictures, or skits. And finally, tip number five. Challenge your students to respond by also employing elaboration and challenges or alternative responses to the discussion. This is the bonus to the think-pair-share process, so just go for it. To recap, I promised you we would discuss five tips for your think-pair-share time that you can implement into your classroom. Here they are again. Allow time to think. Remind students to listen. Wander around and encourage. Offer alternative ways to share. And finally, challenge your students to respond with elaboration or alternative responses. So there you have it, five efficient and creative tips for your think-pair-share time to implement into your classroom. Whether you consider yourself a creative teacher or not, or just need a spark to re-energize your classroom atmosphere tomorrow, I hope these five think-pair-share ideas have helped you confidently engage your students 
and create an atmosphere for high-quality content, instruction, and amazing learning potential to begin. Before we part, this section of the podcast called Cut That Out is one I do every time. Here I'll give you access to a handout so you can remember the five think-pair-share tips to think about, plan, and practice in your classroom. You can find the handout on my website at pagehendricks.com. That's P-A-I-G-E Hendricks.com, along with today's show notes. so much for joining me this week. To review key takeaways from today's episode and get the free handout, please visit my website at pagehendricks.com. That's P-A-I-G-E Hendricks.com. Before we go, I hope you have enjoyed this podcast and want to listen to more. Please subscribe to get off the dotted line. I can't wait to share another podcast with you. Thank you again for joining me, Dr. Paige Hendricks, in today's episode of Get Off the Dotted Line. See you next time.